Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
All right, everybody, here we go on a Tuesday. Welcome into ACC tailgate right here on Chris Landry Football. I just knocked over my notepad. I'm all fired up. I'm all keyed up. We're just, we're jacked up, ready to go. Coffee had nothing to do with any of that. Uh, hope you had a great weekend. Uh, I'm your host, after all that. I'm your host, Will Dalton, a.k.a. Wolverine Gold. Let me pick up my notepad and uh, my pen and get situated here. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, missed you guys on Thursday. I had some baseball to call, so we did not get a show in uh, on Thursday. So we're extra fired up on a Tuesday. Um, beautiful day. Hope it is where you are. Um, yeah, hope you had a good weekend. Um, what the heck's going on with everybody? Be sure uh, to get in on the comment section here. You guys know I love my comments. As always, you know, we'll get you guys featured down here and we'll get we'll engage live on air. So definitely want to get you guys in on the comment section. Uh, so let me start with this because it's it's ACC related, it's NFL draft related. It's uh, get my banner up here. It's it's something that's been in the news lately, and I have some very uh, legitimate thoughts on it. And this is what I'll start it off as. Um, so as humans, we tend to relate ourselves to what we do. You know, we, we tend to relate ourselves to our experiences sometimes. We, we tend to relate ourselves to something external, outside of ourselves. You know, for me, personally, you know, I was a baseball player for, for like uh, from 5 to 23, however many, so almost 20 years I was a baseball player. Uh, now I'm a sports broadcaster. I'm a, I'm a content creator. Uh, I'm entrepreneurial. Like I sell things, you know, I do all types of different things. But at the end of the day, you aren't those external things that you do. You're, you know, you're, you're yourself on the inside. Like that's who you actually are. You know, you're not your things that you have. You're not the experiences you have. You're not the things that you do. You know, you're, you're something bigger than that. You're something, you know, you're your own being. Like, you're not the experiences and things you have. And so that's why I understand and did not overreact like most of the media did to what Trevor Lawrence had to say uh, last week or over the weekend, whenever he said it. Basically, I don't have the exact... Uh, quote in front of me, but he basically said something to the effect of, um, here it is. It's hard to explain. I think he was talking to Sports Illustrated and he said, it's hard to explain that. Let's see here. What was he asked? Let me, let me give you the full context here. Um, let's see here. He said, I'm, I'm passionate about what I do. Welcome into a few new viewers here. Um, let's see here. I'm pat. Uh, let's see here. I'm passionate about what I do, and it's really important to me. But I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me, and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that. I don't want to. And so that led to a lot of criticism. Uh, about, you know, what is going to become the next franchise quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That led a lot of criticism. Right, and, and, you know, we could have all expected that. Anytime you get a statement like that or something like that, it's going to get criticism from the media. Let's just be honest. Um, you know, you're going to get you're going to get criticism from those who are expecting you to have the assassin mentality that Tom Brady has, that MJ had, that Kobe had, you know, that and by the way, I, I didn't think about this until uh, just now, but I mean, you see that with LeBron because LeBron doesn't have that killer assassin mentality. You know, he views himself as more than an athlete. He views himself, you know, as more than just a score. He gets his teammates involved. See, I mean, he 
he views himself as low-key kind of a GM. He views himself as kind of another coach on the team. He views himself as a distributor, somebody who gets everybody involved. He's more than – you know, he's not that assassin scorer that so many in the media wants him to be because they know he has that and can do that, but that's not really who he is. He's, I mean, he's even said from high school he was the type of player that got everybody involved, and there's no doubt over the course of his NBA career, players like – you know, uh, Mike Miller or Ray Allen or Shane Battier or uh, uh, what uh, Jones, uh, uh, forget what his first name was, but he was with them with, in Miami and Cleveland the second time. Players, Sean Marion, you know, when he was kind of at the end of his career, players that are kind of at the end of their career haven't really been much of anything lately, and all of a sudden they get with LeBron, and it's like, all right, they're a legitimate role. It's like he gets the best out of everyone because he's, he adds so much value on the court and off the court. Um, so you see a lot, you see LeBron get a lot of that criticism for not having that killer mentality that so many want him to have. And I, and I think that's what ha- what's happening here ultimately with Trevor Lawrence and Spartan Barton says it very well here. He said exactly what every football player should understand. And it's that, and by the way, now that you mentioned that, let's just go there. Like, and I, I wanted to get into this. One thing that I've learned personally for myself over the last couple of years is that there is no right across the board. There is no one right way to do things. There's right for you, period, end of story. Because there's a lot of things that I think are right for me that other people would be like, why? Why do you do that? I'm like, it works for me. That's what I do. Vice versa, there's things that have worked for other people that I've looked at and be like, nah, that ain't, that ain't my thing. You, you do you. I mean, if that works for you, fine, but that's not how I'm going to do things. Like, there is no right way across the board. There is no right mentality across the board when it comes to this stuff. So, for example, you've got your killer mentality, like Tom Brady, uh, where his, I believe it, it was his dad that basically said, you're going to essentially have to drag him off the football field one day and so far that's been the case but then you've got a trevor lawrence who would uh, uh, go on to give a little more context to what he was saying there basically saying in his family you know everyone in his family was even asked this like he understands that there is life after outside of football he understands that there's life after football he he, he gets that he's more than just a football player and he's perfectly fine and content in himself with that and there's that and there's that mentality. And I understand that mentality because I've come to train myself um, that again, how I started, like you're more than just what you do. You know, you become so attached and so, you know, th- this is why and and by the way, like it's fun. Like you everybody has different emotions, but this is why I had zero problem. You know, you know, a lot of people, uh, players, baseball players that I played with in college and high school um, that didn't go on to play in college, you know, they were very emotional on their senior night. They were very emotional uh, on, you know, the playoff game that we were ultimately eliminated from and ended our season. They were very emotional when they came off the field for the last time. And rightfully so. I mean, this has been their lives since, again, like five years old. I just did not have that reaction. I was like, damn, that's, that's it. But I also was like, all right, next on to the next. And and it's not that it didn't mean anything to me because it meant everything to me. I mean, I've done it since I was five years old, but I also understood that there was more out there. And I, and I understood that it's okay to let things go and to move on to something else, because ultimately you're not what you do. You're not, and the reason people tend to react or reacted the way they did on their senior night or on their last game was because it's like, that's who they've been for their whole lives. And it's like, they don't know anything else. And for me, I just felt like there was so much more than that. So I don't know, like you, and again, like there is no right across the board. You handle it the way you need to handle it. That's just how I viewed it. So I understand hundred percent where Trevor Lawrence is coming from here. Um, and as far as, uh, the criticism that he got, I mean, it's just like, you know, and, and I wanted to go here as well. He got a lot of criticism 
in the media, basically people completely overlooking what he's done. Because by the way, I promise you, he's had that same mentality all the time he's been at Clemson, dominating, by the way. So it's like because he made those type of comments public, he made the way he thinks public, which doesn't maybe go along with what most or others think he should do. Now we're ready to just mail him in and be like, oh, no, that's not, that's not, oh, you might want to take a second look at him now. Oh, he might not have, he might be, it's like, really? After most and a good portion of people considering him potentially one of the best college players ever and him dominating over the last three years. Now, because he basically made one of his beliefs or mindsets public, you're ready to take that back and say, oh, we might have an issue here. Come on now. Like, to me, that's just asinine. Like, I, that's the type of stuff I don't get in the media. It's like, we, we have, again, we have this picture of how we want our athletes to be and think. You know, we think Tom Brady's assassin mentality is the way it's supposed to be across the board. But I got news for you. Not everybody looks at it that way. You have people like Trevor Lawrence who knows that, like, there's other things out there for me than football. There's life out there outside of football. And I'm perfectly okay with that. And he said he doesn't feel like he needs to have a chip on his shoulder. He, he's perfectly comfortable in his skin. Like, he, he feels like he doesn't need to have the mentality that everybody's out to get him and he has to prove everybody wrong. To me, that's a very healthy mentality. Because he understands that the only competition he has is what he sees in the mirror every single day. Because the only competition that any of us have is what we see in the mirror every day. And as soon as we start to look to the sides and look back at what's going on around us, thinking, oh, we got to keep up with that, that's when you get past. When you understand the only competition is with yourself and you just put your head down and you work and you just go, that's, that's when you start to see stuff happen. So actually, I'm more confident about Trevor Lawrence than I've ever been because he has this mentality. So... Anyway, um, let's see here. Yeah, Spartan Barton says that, and again, this is the argu- This is the counter argument to Trevor Lawrence is the greatest football college football player ever, which is Tim Tebow. Um, you may have a point there. I mean, I don't have a stake to put in the ground on that at the moment. That's actually, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because that's a good conversation for another day. Who is the best college football player of all time? Tim Tebow or Trevor Lawrence? I actually would like to have that conversation right here on ACC Tailgate, and we're going to do that. Uh, He goes on to say Tebow's done more outside of football than he ever could have with football. I agree 100%. I mean, he's a motivational speaker. Uh, He, you know, he's a, I believe he's an entrepreneur now. I mean, he's done so many, uh, and not, not to knock him or anything, but he did not have a very good NFL career. Uh, you know, all his glory on the football field came in college. You know, it didn't really translate to the NFL much for me. I'm a giant Tyler Hansborough fan. He's my favorite uh, college basketball player ever. Uh, I, to me, he's the greatest college basketball player ever. Uh, but I could see that changing because the game is evolving. You know, he was more of a smash mouth power guy inside and the, and the game's getting smaller and quicker on the outside perimeter. So that, you know, but Tyler Hansborough was one of the best college players ever. He didn't have a great, he didn't really translate to the NBA. So I get that with Tim Tebow. Um, let's see here. I did not watch Miami spring game. Uh, I need to, because I want to, you know, now that college football is, is really on its way. Uh, Spartan Barton says their defense was moving very fast. That's good then. That's that's big uh, because that to me that was one of the issues with Miami last year was that their defense was not. To me, that was their weak spot was their defense. You know, usually we we know Miami, you know, for the turnover chain and their defense, you know, being very elite. Last year it was not elite at all. Uh, in my opinion. So that's really a good sign for them that their defense is on the come up. Uh, which, by the way, let's uh, – we're going to get into uh, some ACC championship odds a little bit later in the show uh, because I did see something that come out came out, uh, and I kind of wanted to address it. And uh, 
you know, share that with you guys. Um, by the way, so Mike Tomlin got extended this morning through 2024 as the Steelers head coach. <clears throat> He's been there. God, I don't know. What was his, what was his first year? What was his first year? I'm about to look that up. I mean, he's been. It feels like he's been there forever. 2007, I want to say. Yep, I think it was 2007 was his first year in there. So there's a lot of people that don't care. From let's see here, uh, Spartan Martin going back to Miami. Wide receivers still need a lot of work, a lot of drops. Uh, yeah, that that's going to be big as well. To me, number one was defense, like because I think they're going to be fine with De'Aaron King when he comes back. Obviously, uh, that's not going to matter if your receivers are dropping things. So that's going to sounds like that's something they're going to need to work on. But the fact that their defense was moving pretty quick like that, that's encouraging if you're a Miami fan. It has to be because it's like, again, I think you would probably agree that that was one of the weak, probably the most weak spot of their game last year was just their defense. So, again, encouraging sign if you're a Miami fan. Uh but back to Mike Tomlin. There's a lot of people that don't necessarily uh, care for him. You know, they don't care for his style. Um, you know, he he's he's more he, he's one of the personalities definitely of the NFL uh, as far as coaches are concerned. But you have when you're if you're the Steelers, you have to look and be like, and it's much like I feel with uh, quarterbacking. When you're looking, hang on, I've been letting this coffee get over here and I need to get a sip of it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever had caribou coffee before. That's what I'm working with right here. Uh, but caribou coffee is the best. Well, not the best, but it's one of the best. I love, God, I love fucking caribou coffee. It's so good. Uh, anywho. Uh, nice little side street there. We just took on that. I'll finish that whole thing right here if I keep going. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like Mike Tomlin because of, you know, the lack of Super Bowls and Keon Coffee. I feel like I've heard. Okay, I got to share this. Uh, sp we're about to go there. Ke uh, Spartan Morton says Keon Coffee is where it's at. I want to say I've heard of that. I really do, but it, it sounds familiar. Is that a shop or is that like a brand of like coffee that you would buy at the store? I'm very curious on that. I, you got, let, and we, we can take a quick little pause here. I dropped my pen again. That's one thing you're going to learn about me if you haven't, you probably haven't already, but I have issues. I'm like addicted to coffee and caffeine. Like, like just, just, I was talking to this girl the other day, or a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about coffee and espresso. And I was literally getting excited talking about it. Like I was like radiating and, and I, we were out on a baseball field. Like we were, we were talking about it. I'm like radiating and I was just talking about coffee. I'm just like all jacked up. You would think I just had a cup, but, uh, Let's see. Okay, so Keon is a brand of coffee made by Ben Greenfield. Okay, never heard of it. I don't think. Never heard of Ben Greenfield. Spartan Barton. We connect on something else. He's a huge coffee guy, too. Uh, I love it. Like, I just got... Okay, getkeon.com. Free free plug there. Getkeon.com. Go check it out if you like coffee, people. I am. So, um, I actually, I found... So, listen to this. I found a $250 espresso maker at Goodwill about a month ago for $15. $15. An espresso machine. $250 Nespresso machine for $15. And that's what's in here right now. It is beautiful. Um, things you find at Goodwill. Uh, so Mike Tomlin. Getting back on track here. 
there's a lot of people that don't care for him because of his lack. You know, he's had talented teams, you know, when Le'Veon Bell and A.B. were there and Big Ben when he was kind of on the back part of his prime. God knows he's got one more year left in him or left in his contract. I don't even know if he has a year left in him. We'll see. Um, But, you know, the lack of playoff success when he's had pretty solid teams around him. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like Mike Tomlin is one of the better coaches in the NFL. Like, I really do. Like, I I think uh, – I think – I mean, Mike Tomlin's record in his career is 145 and 78 and one tie. Like, that's pretty damn good. And obviously a Super Bowl uh, trophy as well at the time. I don't know if he still holds this record, but he's he was the youngest coach to ever win a Super Bowl. Um, so he at least has one ring on his record. And again, 145 and 78 is very good over the course of since however many years it's been since 2007. Um, now, just because you have a great record like that and one ring, that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to keep you the job. Now it has clearly now through 2024, but what I will say is this. Mike Tomlin is going to have to figure, you know, I'll say this as far as extending him, if you didn't agree with that move. Uh, guess what I'm saying? Yeah, and Spartan Morton gets it. Steelers have always been a contender. I mean, they've, they've always been a contender. They haven't done anything with that since they won that one Super Bowl, whatever year that was. Uh, it's been a long, it's been well over a decade. But they've always been a contender. And again, 145 and 78, like they've had the record to back it up. But what I would say as far as extending him is like, what was the alternative? The same way I feel about quarterbacks when, you know, you've got a Dak Prescott, a Cam Newton. It's like, all right, what's the alternative? What else is out there? Do you know of any other good head coaches that were, you know, who, what was the alternative here? And and I and it actually makes it sound like I was like that there was a better alternative than Tomlin. That you know, it, it, Tomlin is 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 probably I don't want to I don't know. He's definitely Andy Reid, Belichick. He's definitely close to one of the top five coaches in the league, hands down. Definitely maybe top seven, six. Like, I definitely think extending him was the move. Now, now that I've defended Tomlin, what I'll say is he's got to figure something out over the stretch to get it done in the big game, I think, or else this will be his last stretch in Pittsburgh. Um, I think they clearly they've given him the benefit of the doubt, so they've taken everything into consideration that we just talked about here, record, contention, all that. But over these next three years now, I guess. Um, he's going to have to figure something out. They're going to have to get their next franchise quarterback. You know, obviously they signed Haskins to back up. Or, well, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what's going to happen at quarterback because obviously we know Big Ben is coming back for his final year on his deal because that's what he had. He did opt to take less money, which was big. Uh, he opted, he opted uh, to take less money to, you know, sprinkle around other things and other players, which was a good move on his part. But this is going to be it for Ben. You have Dwayne Haskins. I mean, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, you would think that Big Ben is going to be the starter this year, which he probably will start out as the starter. But will he be able to hang on to that role is the ultimate question because if he plays anything like he did at the end of last year, and you actually want a serious shot at doing something in the playoffs, you might have to make a move. Now, we'll see what ha- again, we'll see what happens with Haskins because he didn't exactly end out on the right note uh, last year either. But I do think, and, and, I, and I felt this way when Jameis Winston was on the market a couple of years ago after, uh, you know, being dropped by the Buccaneers before he went to the Saints. I felt like that Big Ben was the best possible option 
to be a mentor to him. And I thought that Jameis Winston should go to the Steelers, back up behind Big Ben, and ultimately take over that, that spot when Big Ben was done. That didn't ultimately happen. However, Dwayne Haskins has been compared to Jameis Winston a lot just because of his body type and the way he plays and things like that. So similarly that I think Big Ben would have been a great, one of the best possible mentors for Jameis, although Drew Brees did a great job, which I had a feeling he probably would. I think that it's the same deal here for Haskins because Haskins, and the reason that Winston would have been great with Big Ben is because, again, they're bigger bodies, so they have similar play types and body styles and things like that. Haskins is right in that mix, too. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. They may still have to go and get somebody else. So it is going to be interesting to watch in these next three years. Uh, these next three years are going to be uh, – interesting to see you know i mean uh, again tomlin's gonna have to figure something out to get it done on the bigger stages if he wants to stick around even longer in pittsburgh um spartan barton says winston chooses not to learn i think he did this year with the saints now maybe that's a little uh against fsu bias there potentially uh, but no, like I, I genuinely think it's what happens when you win the Heisman as a freshman. Hey, I'm with you on that because, you know, and I'm not saying that this is what happens every time, but it definitely could. You know, you win the Heisman as a freshman. You just think you're it. You think you've arrived. You think you got nothing else to learn. You're immediately going to go to the NFL and just be the guy. Could, there, there could be a sense of entitlement after winning a Heisman your freshman year. So I get that. And I think Winston had to figure some things out. I do think he has now. Uh, he's lost a lot of weight. He's slimmed up a ton. He's really, I mean, you listen to people that have been around him with the Saints and just in his camp, like, he's worked his ass off. And I think he's finally, I think he's, fi you know, uh, to uh, Spartan Barton's point here, Maybe he did choose not to learn initially when he got in the NFL. I think he has chosen to learn now, uh, especially last year with the Saints under Drew Brees. So I think it's I think it's going to be. I think good. I think good things are coming here uh, for for Jameis Winston. I hope for him. Uh, maybe you don't because, you know, you might have a thing against FSU. But uh, I, I do. I hope he does well. I always was rooting for Jameis Winston, even coming out of college. Um, and now that he's kind of fell out and I mean, he's clearly got the talent. I mean, the guy leads has, you know, he led the lead, obviously not last year because he didn't play very much, but when he was in Tampa, I mean, he was like for several different years, he was like, he led the league in touchdown passes and passing yards. The problem was he also led in interceptions. So it's like, if you can clean, find a way to clean that up and keep doing the productive stuff, that's like all-time talent we're talking about here. So uh, I, I'm rooting for him, and I hope he does well with the Saints, although, you know, he is in my division with the Panthers, so screw him. Uh, so let's uh, – let me get another sip of this uh, delicious caribou coffee. So good. I nailed it with this. I mean, it's like – it's a good, deep, rich coffee flavor with just a touch of that sweetness in it. Put a little brown sugar. So I'm weird. I actually put brown sugar in my coffee. Well, I put a lot of different things. Like sometimes I go brown sugar. Sometimes I go honey because it's a healthier alternative than sugar. Uh, I have a vanilla bean syrup that I use on occasion. But, no, nah, man, that, that shit's pretty smacking if you ask me. Uh, so kind of venturing out of the ACC, obviously one of the main stories to come out of the NCAA tournament was UCLA. I mean, they absolutely got on a roll, went on a tear, and you know ultimately got stopped short in the Final Four uh, against Gonzaga. And, and, uh, and again, I've said it before on this show, I love the way uh, Clark Kellogg put this after the game when ultimately it was that incredible buzzer beater by Suggs uh, for Gonzaga to win the game. Um, 
UCLA did not lose that game to Gonzaga. They just ran out of time. Like, it's that simple. Because, I mean, that game, again, I expected UCLA to probably keep it close, keep it interesting in the first half, and then I thought Gonzaga would run away with it. You know, I've been calling baseball games that whole day. I think I called it a doubleheader. So I got home. I was at eight. I was kind of tired. I took a couple, I took a nap, laid down for a few hours. I'd, I did, I'd forgotten that the game was that night. So I, I got up and I turned the TV on and I'm like, they're in it. This is a ball game. There's two minutes and 50 seconds left and UCLA is top. Like they're top. I think UCLA was up too when I turned it on. It was just like, good God. So, and again, so seriously, they didn't lose. They just ran out of time. It's and Clark Kellogg nailed it. Um, UCLA is about to run it back. I'm telling you they are because I'm pretty sure that they're returning most of their players. I don't even think, I don't know that they're, I don't know that they're losing anybody significant. I think they're returning most of their firepower. I don't know what all they're adding, but I'm telling you, UCLA is about to be dangerous going into the next basketball season. Dick Vitale is already, ha- he, he already has them as his preseason number one. That, I mean, that says something. So, um, and I think, you know, I think they got a couple transfers coming in as well, but I'm telling y'all, I, I don't, I'm not going to put a, I'm just going to say it. I mean, I don't, again, I think they're returning most of their talent. I don't know what all they're bringing in. I know they got a couple transfers coming in, but I'll just say this and we'll revisit this topic later down the road. Uh, UCLA is about to run it back on you guys. They're about to run it back because they're some hungry dogs. Much like Georgia Tech did at the end of the season, they caught lightning in a bottle. And there's just something about a team that catches fire late going into the playoffs. We've talked about this many times. Uh, There's something about a team that catches fire late in the season going into the playoffs. They catch that fire, lightning in a bottle. And not only that, but when you're just, again, a hungry bunch of dogs, a bunch of just freaks, you walk into that court or on that field in that type of situation, they don't want to play you. Like, they don't want to draw your name out of the hat for the first round. They, they, they don't. Like, because they know they're in for a fucking, they're, they're in for a dog fight. Uh, and UCLA, I mean... Again, they took it down as far as they could, and they just ran out of time against Gonzaga. So UCLA's about to run it back. I know it. Um, so let me uh, finish up with this because I've got like eight minutes. Chuck Oliver's coming up next right here on Chris Landry Football. Get you all fired up for that. Um, so I wanted to get into some betting odds that came out. This the one specifically I'm looking at is uh, on sportsbettingdime.com. I don't know if they're the one that made this list or if they're just the one that reported this list. But the point is, uh, the 2021 ACC Football Conference Championship odds are out. And Clemson is an overwhelming favorite at minus 835. Now, thankfully, they got the second place spot right with UNC. But it's like, good God, this this list is ridiculous. Clemson is not as overwhelming of a favorite as they have them. They have Clemson at minus 835 and Carolina at plus 700. Give me a break. Do you know what Carolina is getting ready to return? I'm going there. Do you know what they're getting ready to return at quarterback? Their offensive weapons. The defense that they're adding. Do you know? (laughs) And Spartan Barton gets it. Clemson will make the play. Well, this is not me saying it. This is Spartan Barton with a fiery hot take here late. In the show, Clemson won't make the playoffs this year. You might be right. Now, I don't know about that. We'll see. I'm not going to put that type of stake in the ground just yet. I think 
I, we'll see. Uh, but I tell you this, they ain't going to be as good as they were. They're going to be pretty pretty damn good, but they ain't going to be as good as they were. I think DJ Youngalele, a quarterback, is going to be very, very, very good. I think he is going to pick up right where Trevor Lawrence left off. Now, I'm, again, not going to be as good, but they're going to be really damn good. But that's actually not what this debate is about. Lost to Georgia and lost in the cut. Yeah. And, well, and, and the main thing with Clemson, I don't know what they brought in, but the main thing they needed to figure out was the trenches and the secondary. And that's actually where I want to go here. Um, the reason that I have an issue with this odds list is not so much how high they have Clemson, because I think Clemson's still going to be pretty damn good. What I have an issue with is how low under Clemson they have Carolina. And by the way, and I think you guys know this about me by now, this is not my Carolina bias coming out much. Uh, this is just fact. When you look at the the level of explosion that Carolina's offense played with last year, and when you look at what they're going to be improving on and bringing in on top of that, and you take into account that the weak part of Clemson, clearly, and the part that they need to do, and maybe they will. Don't know that yet. But the part that they were missing was their secondary and in the trenches. Specifically here, I want to zero in on the secondary. So you're telling me an explosive offense with the receivers that Carolina has against a, a lackluster secondary in Clemson? You're telling me that couldn't potentially be a problem? That's all I'm saying. Again, Clemson might have made some improvements there. But Carolina definitely made some improvements with their offense. Running game and receiving core. And then Sam Howell is going to be a Heisman candidate. And then Mac Brown running the show. So I'm, I'm here to tell you this. I don't think that Carolina is as far under Clemson as this championship odds thing has them. And let me just go down the list. you got Clemson at uh, uh, minus 835. you got got uh, Carolina plus 700. To Spartan Barton's point about Miami, they're uh, a thousand in, at the three spot. You got NC State, Louisville, Virginia Tech, Florida State, uh, and then Pitt. God, they've got Boston College way too low. Uh, but the point is, keep an eye on the Tar Heels, Clemson. Keep an eye, because we got your number. We know. We know the chinks in the armor, and we are going to exploit them one at a time. Um, <clears throat> Clemson won't have a running game this year. I mean, obviously they lost ETN. I don't know what their filler for that is, so you could be right. I don't know. I, I mean, look again, as we begin to get more into ACC football and get that engine revved up, these are all things I'm going to be looking at. You very, you very well may be right. And then I agree with you about UNC, but most people I talk don't even acknowledge UNC as a football team. That's because they're living in the past. They're living in uh, the Fedora days and before that. Like things have changed in Chapel Hill over the last three years. You know, since Mac Brown got there again, things aren't what they used to be. That that all that is is a lack of uh, being updated on what's going on. That's that's all that is. You know, a couple of years ago, yeah, Carolina was like, wait, they have a football team? Because it was an embarrassment. But now, they're coming. And, and each year under Mac Brown, you know, the first year under Mac Brown, you know, he had what he had. He didn't have any of his, his recruits there yet. He squeezed every bit of juice out of that orange. And he, they lost so many one-possession overtime game they lost like five straight overtime or something ridiculous like that so the fact that he was able to squeeze that amount of juice out of that Tar Heel team in his first year was very impressive which that told me all right you wait till his recruits get there you just wait till that starts to happen this is going to get interesting very fast so sure enough after squeezing all the all the juice out of the orange in his first year when his recruits got there they took him all the way to the orange bowl pun intended um Matt Brown, Sporting Board says Matt Brown has done a tremendous job, extremely underrated. I agree. I think Carolina is now getting ready to compete. Obviously, they were 
they were there. I mean, they were there this year. They, they, they had their downfalls, but they came back and they finished the season on a high note, you know, losing essentially in the fourth quarter to a Texas A&M team that was right on the cusp of being in the college football playoff. And that's maybe just a matter of uh, one vote going for them as opposed to Notre Dame. So the point here is Carolina is going to be competing. Forget an ACC level. They're going to be competing on a national level this coming year. You know, they already were on the brink last year. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. Like, enjoy it, Clemson, because we're coming. Enjoy it. I'm glad you think you're so far ahead. Meanwhile, <sighs> Carolina's coming. Uh, that's going to do it. Let me get another sip of this coffee before we wrap up here. Yep. Still good. Uh, that's going to do it on a Tuesday. I appreciate everybody from tuning in to a fiery episode back here uh, this week. We're going to do it again. I'm actually going to do some homework on that. I want to get into some more ACC football. This was fun. I'm excited. I'm, I'm jacked up for the ACC football season, so we're going to get into that more uh, on Thursday. Uh, Spartan Barton, as always, in the comments. Appreciate you. Appreciate all our other live viewers. Hope to get more of you in the comments next time. Uh, appreciate our podcast listeners. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, not live, you know, after this is posted and recorded. Uh, appreciate our sponsor, American Betting Experts. Chuck Oliver Show is coming up next. Uh, I've been your host, Will Dalton, a.k.a. Wilbur and Gold. Hit me up on social media. I'd love to continue to get to know all of you, continue to build this community here uh, on Chris Landry Football. Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, we'll do it again. You have a great rest of your Tuesday. Have a great Wednesday. And we'll see you on Thursday. See you next time. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.